Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How are you, Nick? I'm doing good. I've watched two extremely odd movies um, that I'm going to talk about. Um, what, Excellent. What did you What did you see? I saw two movies as well, but oh boy. they weren't quite so odd. I saw What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, and, excellent. Uh, <laughs> and Upgrade. Oh, you watched Upgrade. I did. Oh, okay. I'm excited to hear about that. I was That was going to be one of my uh, movies that I was going to watch, except that uh, on the on the Instagram, I asked our, our followers what movies we should watch this week, and... Um, I got recommended by the Weird and Wonderful World podcast to watch the movie Gummo, which I'll talk about. And oh, you watched that one? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, and then um, another movie that was recommended by the Sun- Sunshine City podcast, uh, which is called The Captive. And I'll talk about that movie, too. Because both... I, I didn't didn't realize that uh, such a high percentage of our listeners are actually podcasts yep well our fo- our facebook or our 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 our, our, <laughs> our okay you just turned into a pirate <laughs> for a little bit our uh instagram is 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 full of of our fellow podcasters it's a, it's, ah, a, I see. it's a unique and and welcoming community <laughs> um so, uh, would you like to go first with one of your movies, or should I go first with one of mine? Uh, you know, I'm really curious to hear how these movies went. Why don't you kick it off with one of yours? All right. I'll start with uh, with Gummo, because it's the one I watched last night. And um, this movie is is odd. Uh, it's directed by... Uh, let me get the name right. I always say it wrong. Uh, it's directed by Harmony Corrine. Uh, who is the director of the movie Kids? Uh, oh, have you ever seen that? I did. Yeah, uh, this is just like Kids, except instead of in New York, it's in like a real hick town in Ohio, and it is filthy. Like it is a filthy movie. Like from the minute it starts, you feel like you're covered in grit. Um, mm. the the movie starts with uh. Um, and the movie has no narrative. Uh, there's no plot to the movie at all. It's just, uh, and this is what I learned after watching it, uh, is that it's just a bunch of skits, like a bunch of like five minute long, uh, just skits. And, um, the IMDB description of the movie says that it's, it's a comedy drama. It is not a comedy. There's nothing funny about this movie at all. It's, uh-huh. it's not funny at all (laughs) um it is disgusting it is it is foul and 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 impossible to look away from honestly it's uh it's it it's just like kids but like in the midwest where it's disgusting like this this town that apparently was devastated by a tornado in the 70s and i guess just never recovered and uh the the two main characters of the movie are um this one older boy and a and a younger boy like it, like it looks like maybe this one kid is 16 and the other one is 13 and they just kind of ride around town in on their bicycles and they collect roadkill to sell to a butcher and 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 things like that like it's so gross uh, the movie starts with this long sequence of this one kid who wears bunny ears. Like, um, do you watch Bob's Burgers? Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I've, I saw one episode, but I, I think I know what you're talking about with the ear thing. Yeah, the it's one sort of daughter. Like a hat. Yeah, the one daughter wears these bunny ears all the time, and then there's like this one character in the movie who wears bunny ears the whole time. And the movie starts with like five minutes of him smoking and peeing off an overpass and, and spitting off the overpass. It's really, he's really having all the fun you can have on an overpass above a highway. And, uh, and then the very next scene is someone grabbing a cat and drowning it in a barrel of water. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the next note I wrote is just, this is gross. This is gross. Everything feels gritty and dirty. Um, and then, and then the movie just kind of continues on, uh, like with like another skit and it, it's like the, the way it's shot is like, it's shot in, uh, like a regular movie, like a 35 millimeter movie, um, for like the main skits. And then it, then it like cuts to these, it looks like videotape or, or like, like they're shooting the the video off of a tv like it looks so distorted and stuff and they play like this death metal music and stuff uh and it's just so weird and then like the next scene is is like these these hicks sitting around and and the and then there the racism start comes in they start dropping the n-word and about how they spend time in prison and 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 all this stuff and i wrote a note it was like ah there's the racism it took longer to show up than i thought it would um, and, uh, I watched the movie with subtitles on and thank God, because if I didn't, I'm not sure I would have been able to understand what they were saying at all. Uh, the accents are super thick and, uh, and, uh, and, and it's just hard to watch, hard to watch, but difficult to look away. Um, did you feel that way about kids? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, See, I felt like it was hard to watch, but if the person I had watched it with had agreed to turn it off at any point, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Um, kids really stuck with me. Like I was like, man, this is a messed up movie. And and this movie is kind of the same way. It's really messed up to watch, but like a lot of the visuals and like a lot of the stuff kind of, it kind of sticks with you. Uh, I don't want to say it's a good movie cause I, I don't think it was very good, but, but like, I can't stop thinking about it. Which I guess but, is what's that? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Well, like it, it, it doesn't have to be good to give some visuals or to get gritty enough to still kind of hit some sort of nerve. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's you know, it, it sticks with you. Um, and then uh, the next thing that happens in the movie is that the two main characters um, just start huffing glue for a while, and then they have like this long conversation about the one boy's gay brother who who abandoned him to live in the big city um but they're just they're like high as they're high as kites huffing glue like under a bridge somewhere um and then and then the next scene is these two seven-year-old kids in a in what looks like a a dump like a a, a car wreck dump I don't, uh, what are those called? <laughs> uh, 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 junkyard. Yeah, that's it. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, and they're just like smashing things in the junkyard and just swearing. Like, like it's really uncomfortable to listen to these young kids like just swearing. They're 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 just f this f that. Like it's 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 really uncomfortable to watch. And then the the kid with the bunny ear shows up and they pretend to kill him. And then they kind of go through all of his stuff and it doesn't make, doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, and it's at this point that I, that I realized or that I asked the question, like, is this movie supposed to be a documentary of this town or what? Cause there doesn't seem to be any, any story. And then, and then that's when I looked it up and I realized like, it's just a bunch of skits put together in, in a, in a movie. Like there's no linearness to the movie at all. Um, and they're, they're not real people. Like, it's not like, uh, well, I looked into that too. And it's like 75% of the cast are people from this town. Um, like non actors from this town, which, which is really impressive because some of the performances of these people are, are really good. Um, like there's this one, there's this one sequence where they're, they're all drunk in a, in a, in a room and they start fighting a chair like I, I don't know. I guess this is what they do for fun, and they start wrestling with this chair, trying to smash smash it, and mm-hmm. it goes on for forever. But like, it feels really real. Like they're really gonna do it. And then I looked it up on IMDb, and it turns out that the one guy in the scene had just gotten out of prison, mm-hmm. and so like, it's a lot of weird stuff like that. Like a lot of stuff where where while you're watching it, you're unsure of is is this an actor or is this like a real person? Because it feels so, it feels so genuine. It feels so real. Like what you're watching. It's very difficult to figure out what's real or fake. 
Uh, and that brings me to uh, like another another point, which is there's a couple of a couple of people in the movie that have like mental issues. Uh, like uh, I don't want to diagnose anybody, but what I'm assuming is like Down syndrome uh, kids, and 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 this is where like I get like really uncomfortable with the movie because if this girl really does have Down syndrome, are they exploiting her for this movie? Because at one point they they get her to shave her eyebrows. She shaves her eyebrows off and you're like, uh-huh. is this, is this person really uh, mentally handicapped or is this an actor? Because if it's an actor, she's doing a, an amazing job, but if she's not an actor, then are they taking advantage of her for this movie? Like really exploiting her. Right. And, and it's, it's really uncomfortable to watch and, and it's difficult to, to tell like where the line between f- fiction and and nonfiction is and mm-hmm. and uh that's uh that's one of the interesting things about the movie is like you can't you don't know where where's real where real is and where real isn't yeah i i felt a similar similar sort of thing with kids yeah where i was like this doesn't I don't know something about this. It doesn't feel scripted or, and some of it was that I, I just, I thought it sucked, but um, it, it, with movies like that, now I didn't see this one, but <clears throat> with movies like this, I kind of get like a couple different responses where on one hand I'm like, well, I guess it's showing how, you know, some people's lives are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's part of me that feels like I should appreciate it just for that. Um, but there are some pretty, you know, like if you were to watch like Traces of Death or one of those things, you can watch some pretty horrible things happen and go, well, those really happen. Right. But it doesn't make it. Good. Um, and and I don't know. I'm not saying they're not good. Um, I, I can say I don't tend to enjoy movies like that. Like with kids, I was just like kind of walked away from it going. Uh, that didn't do much for me. Right. Um, you're right about some things sticking with me. Like I can remember the guy rolling down the bus singing about not having legs. Um, I don't remember that at all. But, <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the end of the movie, like the final scenes disturbing, but yeah, where you think all she has to do is say, I don't want to spoil kids for anyone if they haven't seen it, but all she has to do is open her mouth. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's kind of like watching the news where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is disturbing. Uh, that doesn't mean it's well scripted or anything. And right. if that's all it's supposed to make me do, I guess it succeeds at that level. But I don't know. It, it feels like, uh, uh, at least with kids, I felt walking away from it that it could have done that and could have done more. Right. You know, there could have been some other things that accomplished other than that. Uh, so why is it called Gummo? I have no idea. Oh. Um, uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I did look that. That was also on like the Wikipedia page for it. And the only thing that I found um, as far as an answer to that is Gummo is one of the Marx brothers who like left the group before they made it big. Oh, okay. So I, I don't really get it, but. That's that's the only thing I could f- find about the uh, the title, like why it's called Gummo. Um, hmm. The know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's like uh, if if it is just supposed to be about a city or a town that's like on downtimes, maybe it's sort of like what got left behind by the country. Yeah, like if that guy got sort of left behind from the Marx Brothers. Maybe, yeah. Um, a couple other things I wanted to mention about the movie. There's a there's a scene inside a bowling alley where these two deaf people are having an argument and they're, they're signing to each other angrily, but they're also like yelling because I guess that's what deaf people do. Cause they don't realize that they're making noise, um, which made me think of a story that I heard or I either heard it or I read it. But, um, uh, this one guy was put, into the uh, he went to a college and he was um put into the dorm dormitory for the deaf students and he was like awesome it'll probably be really quiet he said it was the most awful thing ever because all of the deaf kids don't realize how loud they're being 
Uh-huh. And uh, that's all I could think of when I was watching this scene with the two, the two deaf people arguing with each other. Is they're just making all this noise, yelling at each other, and it's like another another scene where you're like, are they just exploiting these deaf people, or were these deaf people at the bowling alley when they decided to shoot this scene? Um, you know, and and it's the sort of stuff that that kind of I think kind of gets to me about this sort of thing, this sort of movie, because. Um, I'm afraid that that is the sort of stuff that for somebody out there is a comedy. Yeah. Like when, when kids came out, one of the things that bugged me about it was that the people who told me to watch it were like, you have to watch this. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it's uh, funny. And I, I didn't find anything about it. Funny. I said, I was like, if, if you're laughing at something in here, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, it, it, I think that bothered me more than the movie itself was that someone found it entertaining in that way. Like, yeah. like, and, and, and before I saw it, they were like kind of singing the, I have no legs song. And, and then I'm watching, I'm like, that's not funny. This, this is just sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot like what this movie is too, where, where like, I can't imagine how this is considered a comedy. Um, Except like there's like the scenes with the mentally the the Down syndrome girl, and and if she doesn't have Down syndrome, I apologize. I'm just assuming. Um, like there's this one scene where she's just running back and forth across her yard, and you're like, what the hell am I watching? Is is this supposed to be the part that's funny? Because this isn't funny. You're just mm-hmm. you're just taping this girl, and if and if she's just an actress, then she's doing an amazing job. Um, but if she's not an actress, then what am I watching? Uh, uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention is, uh, there's a scene at the end where the, one of the two boys, uh, the two main boys is taking a bath and he's taking a bath in the most disgusting bath water I've ever seen. It's black. The water is black, black, brown. And he's just like playing in the tub, like scrubbing up. And then his mom brings in this tray of food, which is like this disgusting looking spaghetti and strawberry chocolate milk. I'm sorry, just not strawberry chocolate, just, <laughs> just strawberry milk. And he just sounds sits, better than strawberry milk. He just sits. Yeah. Strawberry milk is disgusting. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and he's just sitting in this filthy bath water and you can't, you don't know if the water is disgusting because of how dirty this kid is or if that's just how dirty the tub is and it's so gross and he's sitting there eating this spaghetti and the scene goes on for forever. This is like the last scene of the movie. The scene goes on forever and there's like a little cutaway where the doorbell rings and the mom answers the door and there's these two kids that are selling candy and she buys this melted candy bar for her son and she brings it to him in the bathtub and we watch him eat this melted candy bar and it's so nasty it's 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 probably the most disgusting thing i've ever seen and it it's just it just goes on for so long and the next note i wrote is i don't know what i just watched um and and it's it's just so bad or or not i don't want to say it's bad because i can't stop thinking about it but it's just so visually striking where you're like you you just think of this actor sitting in this water and it's like uh so gross there's another scene in the movie where um uh the uh, in the wikipedia it said that the the houses that they go into and like a lot of these houses are filled like they look like hoarders um the houses are just disgusting and like the they didn't create sets they just kind of went into these houses and shot and and uh, the crew was had to wear like hazmat suits because the houses were so disgusting. And there's this one, there's this one sequence where um, there's a kid who's taking picture frames off the wall, and there are just bugs behind the picture frames, and it's so so nasty. And you're like, oh my god, where where are we? And you're like, oh man, some people really live like this. This is horrible. And and is this the comedy? This isn't comedy. Uh, it's just difficult, difficult to watch. It sounds like it is sort of a documentary, but just 
without a a thesis. Yeah. Yeah, like there's no there's no real like narrative line to it. It's just like here's this next thing that happens. Um and then I just wanted to mention that in the credits it lists that there's a steady cam operator and I'm like there's no way that this guy did anything because the movie looks like it was shot by somebody doing jumping jacks. <laughs> um and then there's well, that, that doesn't sound too good. Yeah, and then finally, um, there's a lot of animal cruelty in the movie, like a lot of lot of horrible things that they do to cats in this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, there is a big disclaimer at the end that says animal action was monitored by the Humane Society, and then in the in the Wikipedia it said like all the cats that they torture and stuff are just puppets and stuff, but I didn't know that till yeah. the movie was over, like. You're like, oh, there's like this one cat that they've got hanging by its tail with like its innards coming out of its mouth. Like it oh, is God. horrible, horrible, horrifying. Oh, yeah. I want to vomit just hearing about this. Yeah. So check out Gummo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It was, uh, it was really hard. It was really hard to find. It's not on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Um, it was a difficult movie to, uh, to locate. Um, but Gummo from 1997. Oh man! Yeah, I didn't even see it, and I feel like I need to wash the taste of that out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, speaking of, so so about that strawberry milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just gonna switch gears here a little bit. Actually, you know, there was something else we said, and it was about the the young lady with uh, potentially with Down syndrome, and. You know, whether you're watching an actor or not, you know, even if it is an actor and she's doing a great job, still like, I'd still question like, what is the, what is the entertainment value here for people? If it is supposed to be entertaining, I would be curious to, to talk for a moment or hear from, you know, people who came up with the idea, like, you know, like, and go like, what, what are you actually trying to to get at here, you know, and maybe, maybe if they were to say, well, you know, we're, we're just trying to bring to kind of into, into the visual space where people can see it. Some of the stuff that actually is people's lives, you know, I guess I could appreciate that a bit. Yeah. I would, I would say though, do you think of your movie as a comedy? And if they said that, I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You're a terrible person. Right. Um, Jesus. Uh, one other thing, uh, I mentioned is that the movie has Chloe Sevigny in it. Um, who's like the only actress of, of any name that I, that I recognized in it. So, uh, who is that? She's like an indie actress let me look her up real quick she's a birdemic no she's um you you'd recognize her if you saw her she's uh she's known for she's in boys she was in boys don't cry oh okay um and that's it that's that's it she's 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 a name okay yeah. So speaking of, uh, I know it was just in passing, but Turbo Kid, uh, the the young lady who played the robot girl in Turbo Kid. Uh huh. I want to see her in more stuff. Yeah. She was cool. I'd like a sequel to Turbo Kid. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably sit down and watch a sequel to that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay. So Strawberry Milk. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we both as adults. Just said, oh yeah, that's disgusting. But as a kid, man, strawberry milk. I don't know why, but like I preferred it. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know how. What's wrong? But there with are you? things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, and uh, and uh, you know, there are just things that like because you know we're let's just say we're in our mid thirties, <laughs> and um, uh. You know, you look back, and as a kid, I'm like, uh, you see things you could enjoy that you just can't enjoy the same way as an adult. For instance, a Cadbury egg. Ugh. I could I could eat a Cadbury egg now, probably one, and probably feel sick by the end of it. But as a kid, man, that was like Easter basket. That, that was like the only thing you really wanted in your Easter basket. Oh, man. Just thinking about a Cadbury egg makes me feel sick. 
<laughs> it's just just so rich, so sugary, like blah. Yeah, yeah and, and the inside is all gooey. <laughs> Although I'll tell you right right now, if I had a jar of Nutella, I would put down a teaspoon of that. <laughs> uh, my son eats peanut butter and jelly and Nutella sandwiches twice a day for Whoa. for his meal. So like we we go through Nutella like crazy around Wait, these parts. Peanut butter and jelly and Nutella. Yep. He calls it his peanut butter jelly and chocolate sandwich, extra toasted. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. those those teeth come out anyway. <laughs> that's that's what I said. I was like, you know, this isn't like this isn't like peanut butter. This is li- this is literally cake frosting. And and we're like, and he's like, or my wife is like, yeah, but it's the only thing he eats. So just give it to him. Yeah, but it's but it's hazelnut. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So there's another thing kind of speaking of loose ends, um, that in last week's episode, when, when we were picking out clips, uh, I, I realized that I started explaining something and then ended up going off on a tangent about how great Constantine is. Um, and yet again, last night, I'm going to go down this tangent again. Um, I saw another video. I think it was a what culture video there on the YouTube. Um, where they were, they referred to uh, Constantine as being a terrible movie. What? It was, it was like it was a list of movies that are terrible but had good villains, and they they said Constantine, and that the guy who played Lucifer was good. And I said, "Damn it! Stop! Stop ragging on Constantine!" Yeah, Constantine was uh, great. But that said, what I was trying to tell you was um, that when I was looking it up, like looking for something to watch with my girlfriend before I went to work. Um, we had paused for like three seconds on a movie to just read the ty- like the, the little description on Netflix. Uh-huh. And then when we got done reading it, we were like scrolling over because Netflix is the worst menu layout ever. Uh-huh. And we're scrolling over and then it gives us another movie recommendation based on our interest in the other movie that we just read the description of. That was it. It was just, I, I was talking a little bit about like weird things that seem to be, you know, happening things that I noticed while looking for movies. Um, uh-huh. and that was one of them I thought was kind of strange. I was like, God forbid you pause your remote for a minute. They're going to think you, uh, you like, uh, what was that? The Troll hunters the right. cartoon. <laughs> Oh right! Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. the, the cartoon version of Troll Hunters. Right. Um, I'll start recommending stuff for you based on that. Yeah, based on the fact that you stop for a moment. Here's a bunch of cartoons. Anyway. I don't like that. How when you're looking at the description for a Netflix movie, the movie just starts, starts playing. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. Uh, and I was listening to a, a podcast uh, the other day. I think it was the Daily Zeitgeist podcast. It's from some of the people who used to work on Cracked before that got more or less shut down. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, which I miss. I miss Cracked completely. They used to do those honest ad videos. Did you ever see any of those? Yeah. Oh, those are hilarious. Um, but uh, one of the people who's a guest on there used to work for, I'm not sure if it was Netflix or Hulu or what, but it was one of those companies that would, they, they would do those kind of tricks. They go like, Oh, let's add this to it and see how people like it. And then like people would hate it, but then they just leave it there. And I think that was one of them. She's like, yeah, the people don't like the video starting, but we just didn't bother to do anything with the feedback. Uh-huh. Um, so good luck complaining. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what we do in the shadows uh, this is a movie that was recommended to me by Nick, um, and I have seen before. I watched it a, a couple, maybe a year ago, and um, so it's a movie that's got Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords, and also I think I'm saying this right, Taika Watiti. I think that's right. Uh, who's also from Flight of the Concords? Uh, listeners who haven't uh, haven't seen Flight of the Concords, you might recommend or. Uh, remember him as recognize there we go you might recognize him as the voice of the giant stone guy in thor ragnarok um so anyway 
so it's got the two two he of them in there. He also directed Thor Ragnarok. Did he? Yeah, he wrote and directed it. Yeah. Oh, I did not realize that. Yeah, and he oh, wrote wow. and directed what we do in the shadows too. I did. I did see that. <clears throat> and um, I think he wrote so, the movie. I'm not sure. Um, the Thor movie. I think he wrote Thor, but I'm but I'm not sure now. That's interesting. I didn't realize he was quite such a big name. Um, but so so, and these two guys are from New Zealand, so they've got some pretty uh, uh, what's it recognizable accents. Um, and this movie, the uh, uh, film about it's it's sort of real world style, um, but it's the real world with vampires that live together. Um, and have lived together for like centuries, it seems. Um, and it's really hilarious. It's, it's so funny and it's a lot of quiet humor. Like there are a lot of jokes that are, you might not even hear them the first time. And I realized that because the first time I saw the movie, I enjoyed it, but I felt like there were like moments where nothing was really happening and it wasn't really all that funny. Uh -huh. And I saw it again the other day and I was like, wait a minute, everything's a joke. Like every single comment little side note there are a lot of little things um and then there's some pretty big hitch in the face sort of visual jokes too and those are also really funny like it, it kind of kind of fires on all cylinders um and there's not really much more to say about the plot other than say it's it's, it's about these vampires living together they've all got kind of different personalities and they're all the different kinds of vampires like, and there's sort of go ahead. Like there's the Nosferatu vampire. There's the there's like the the foppish interview with a vampire vampire. There's like a rock star vampire. Mm -hmm. And then there's the new one. Right. They they, they end up sort of yeah. getting a new vampire. Yeah. Because they're all uh, from different points in history. Because they live forever. And it really works. I mean, it's just, there's, I guess most of it after that is, uh, uh, the plot, if, if there's a plot per se, is, is really around this new vampire coming in. That's kind of what you're seeing unfolding. Um, but it's, it's not really something to watch so much for the story. It's more just, uh, for the jokes and, and, it's fun. It's a it's a mockumentary of of these vampires and their day to day lives. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's an accurate description, and and there's not there's not a whole lot to say about it, but um, but I would recommend it to most people. Okay. I can't, I can't think. I can't think of a of a you know. I guess if you like big action movies, you might not enjoy it, but I can't imagine that. It's, I think it'd be pretty pretty entertaining for anybody. Yeah, I loved I loved it. I've seen it a few times now, and I, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's just a great movie. Um, the the guy who made what we do in the shadows, the Taiki Watiki, um, he Taika Waititi. Taika, yeah, um, he's directed quite a few movies. Um, that are all critically acclaimed. Um, uh, there's a uh, one that came out, I think last year um, before Thor um, called hunt for the wilder people, which I haven't seen yet, but I've been like, I, I can't wait to watch it. I just keep forgetting about it. Uh, it's supposed Sam to be, Neil in it. Uh, I don't know. Let me click on this right now. It scroll down. It does. It does have Sam Neill in it. Okay, yeah, I was interested in seeing that. Too. Um, that's supposed to be another excellent movie. He made Thor Ragnarok, which is an excellent movie. Um, yeah, I just can't. I can't wait to see Hunt for the Wilder People. I just keep forgetting to watch it. So that's that. And, and this <laughs> week, instead of watching Hunt for the Wilder People, you saw Gummo, and what was the other one? Yeah. And so the other movie I watched is this movie called The Captive, which, uh, as I mentioned before, was recommended to us by the Sunshine City podcast. Uh, this movie was terrible. Um, it was made. One of the producers of the movie was DirecTV, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's interesting. The name of the director of the movie is, uh, let me see, make sure I get this correct. The name of the director is Adam Egoyan, and not Adam, but Adam, like A-T-O-M, which wow. I thought was interesting. Um, so first thing that happens in the movie is Rosario Dawson shows up, and I go, that's not a good sign, because I don't really care for Rosario Dawson. I have to look her up. I don't know who that is. Uh, you'd know her Keep if, going. if you recognize her. Uh, and then uh, Ryan Reynolds is the star of the movie, uh, and it's bearded Ryan Reynolds, so you know he's taking things serious. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so the the plot of the movie basically is, or, or the movie is about um, child pornography, <laughs> which is oh. horrifying. Um, so that's like the main theme of the movie is child pornography is bad and Rosario Dawson is a cop who is working in like the hunt down child pornographers bureau of the police department. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has this daughter who is a figure skater. She's like 10 years old and she's a figure skater and he goes into this, this store to buy something for a second. And when he comes out, his daughter is gone. Um, she's been kidnapped from, from his truck. Um, and, and then the movie just kind of goes from there. Um, now the big problem that I have with this movie is that the first 45 minutes, the movie is time jumping. Like it's going back and forwards in time, but it's not telling you, it doesn't give you any clue as to like when and where you are. Um, Mm -hmm. so like the movie starts off with like the wife of, of Ryan Reynolds meeting with Rosario Dawson for some reason in a diner to talk about the missing girl. Cause she's been gone for, she's been gone for either six years or eight years because they kind of say both, both of them, uh, while they're investigating the crime. Um, so, so it's, it's so confusing. The first 45 minutes of this movie are so confusing because you don't know, you don't know what's going on. Cause you're like, Oh, is, is this guy the bad guy? I guess he's the bad guy. Oh, but he works for this other guy. Is this other guy, the real bad guy? And the movie is, is poorly told. Um, uh, there's a, a hard nosed cop that works with Rosaria Dawson. That looks like a cheap Hugh Jackman, which is nice. Um, the main bad guy of the movie is, let me get his name right. Is Kevin Durand, not the basketball player, but uh, uh, he looks like Walt Disney. Uh, he's got like this grayish hair with this pencil thin mustache, and uh, that's all I can think is whenever I saw him is that he looks like <laughs> he looks like Walt Disney. Um, so the timeline is 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 unfollowable. The bad guy has like this video feed of of the all right so let me let me step back so the daughter gets kidnapped and all all points show point to her as being like abused sexually um by this guy who like takes photos and videos and puts them online for other horrible people to to see um okay so she's being abused but it's also being like televised in a way exactly um and so then the daughter, it's been like six or eight years later. So she's no longer like a child. And so like the daughter uh, says to her captor, um, the Walt Disney guy, she says, um, don't you think you could just let me go now since I'm no longer, since you, you no longer want me or anything like that? Cause she's too old, I guess now for, for what they're looking for. And the guy says, no, you're very important to us. And what she does is she dresses like a young girl and like tries to lure other children to she's like a recruiter. Yeah. Um, And she's being forced to do it by this guy who who's captured her and he keeps her in the basement of like this hotel uh, or house. It's not clear where they are. There's like this, there are like three main locations in this movie that takes place in the Niagara Falls area uh, the American side of Niagara Falls. And, uh, and so like the, the Ryan Reynolds wife, the mom of the girl works at this hotel and the guy 
who has kidnapped the daughter has set up these video feeds all over the hotel so he can follow the mom and watch the mom suffer through the daughter being gone for six years. Like he just like the mom uh, works at the hotel as a housekeeper and he leaves these clues in the hotel rooms that like point to the daughter still being alive. Cause they, they don't have any idea if she's alive or dead. And, and he just like leaves these clues. Like the girl was a figure skater. So he leaves like this figure skating trophy in like one of the rooms and the mom finds it and just breaks down emotionally. And the guy's like, yes, excellent. Um, and he lets the daughter watch this so that she can be close to the mom and so that she can, she like, I guess, records these narratives on onto a tape about how sad she is about everything. And the guy sells them. It's very confusing and, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and then uh, let's see, what's my next note? Uh, next one is this movie is messed up. <laughs> um, uh, and so the movie just no. Go ahead. It, well, I was gonna say it sounds like um, like there's there's sort of an audience or a market for kind of every aspect of what he's doing. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I, I can sell the video of the girl being abused. I can also sell video of her crying about how she hates her life, uh, and I can. Uh, I guess he's 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 the audience for yeah, and watching the parents' misery, and he's like this ringleader for this this huge ring of of pedophilia, um, child pornography stuff, and um, and so then uh, so then so then the movie jumps back in time again to where like the daughter is is first kidnapped and Ron Reynolds is at the police station and he's like an emotional wreck and the super the Hugh Jackman cop immediately assumes that he's sold his daughter into into like sex slavery and uh. and he just starts like a, they just basically the the movie accuses yes Jill Oh, breaking news. My wife would like to make a point. She watched this movie with us. Here, here she is. Well, no, I just wanted to say that the cop has this beef with Ryan Reynolds' character, but we never find out why. Yeah, the cop, like, immediately says, bye, Jill. Thanks for stopping in. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Jill. Um, the cop... The cop has like this immediate beef with Ryan Reynolds, like like Jill says, like he hates him immediately and suspects him of of selling his daughter into sex slavery. And and there's no reason why other than he's like, well, you 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 have a lot of debt because your business is failing. You must have sold your daughter, huh? And Ryan Reynolds is like, what the hell are you talking about, man? And uh, it's like ridiculous. Everything involving the police is just ridiculous. Uh, so I'm going to get into spoilers for the movie now because I don't think anybody should watch this. Um, <laughs> um, so then uh, the the super cop and his team do this one sting where they, they are able to capture a, um, a child abductor uh, and the guy's in prison and he says to Walt Disney, you need to make Rosario Dawson disappear. That's the only, that's the only way I'm not going to rat everybody out about this. You need to make her disappear. So Walt Disney's like, okay. And then they capture her and put her in a van and you're like, oh man, this movie has like 10 minutes left. What is going on? <laughs> and so, uh, they're able to rescue the daughter. They rescue the daughter because the movie needs to wrap up. <laughs> the movie needs to wrap up. And it's just like, it's just like the movie has to end. So all of a sudden, does it, well, does it feel then like, is that how it feels? Does it feel like, um, like there's no kind of climax of the, the investigation? Like, Oh yeah. All this added up to us. Oh yeah. There's Ryan able Reynolds, to find her. Or was it just all of a sudden Ryan Reynolds? Like, goes to this ice rink every so often because he misses his daughter and he he watches her old figure skating partner uh skate like i guess you know he just kind of just goes there to watch and while he's there he he overhears someone saying hey you used to have a figure skating partner right and ryan reynolds just assumes he she knows where my daughter is i'm gonna i'm gonna follow her i'm gonna follow her so she follow he gets into his car and follows this girl who is riding with walt disney and and uh 
and he puts his cell phone in the the trunk of or the back of this jeep that they're in and and the cops are like i guess we'll follow this car now (laughs) so they just follow him back to the house and that's where they rescue the daughter and all this time rosario dawson is still captured and they're like where is she where is she and walt disney's like i don't know or he's like i'm not going to tell you and then he dies on the ground and then they go to the hospital where super cop is because he got shot and the uh, the girl that they rescued is is there. The 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 main girl is there, and she's like, "Thanks for rescuing me. I'm sure we'll find your cop friend." And then they just go to the scene where they find her. <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't it's, sound very satisfying. It's not. It's so, was this in theaters? I don't think so because it's a direct TV movie. But oh right, yeah. I mean, it might have been, but it's just it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like the movie has 10 minutes to wrap it up and four of those are credits. Like it's, it's so bad. Also, nobody yeah. wears a seatbelt in Ryan Reynolds's car, which is dangerous. You should wear a seatbelt. Oh man. Uh, um, there's like, well, that doesn't sh- sound very good. Yeah. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Yeah, it's on, uh, Nef- well, it's maybe, on Netflix. Check it out. It's it's maybe. it's really bad because like there's a good movie in there, like a, a good movie where you're like, oh man, this is a very serious topic about something that is actually happening in the world, and 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 it's a terrible thing, and and here's this awful movie that they made about it. Yeah, I I, I don't know if there's going to be a serious movie about that sort of thing because so far it's been uh, you know this taken. Yeah. yeah, but at least Taken was awesome. Was it? It was. Taken right. was great. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's but, uh, the captive. Well, you know, and and I did look up Rosario Dawson, and I realized that that's like the third time I've looked this woman up. <laughs> like, yeah. I I think I'm just gonna be in a perpetual loop where people say her name, and I go. I have no idea who that is. I know the <laughs> name, but and then look her up and go, "Dang it, it's that same woman it was before." Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll probably get around to watching that sometime when I have some friends over to watch something bad. You know, like it's either that or a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, it's bad. Like it's a movie that feels like it's trying to be way more important than it is. Where you're like, you're like watching, you're like, "Oh man, this is this is really serious subject matter." Like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this. And then like the movie time jumps left and right with, with no clue as to what's going on. Like Ryan Reynolds, wife, I thought was three different people uh, until about halfway through the movie. Like I thought it was three different actresses and it doesn't she just kept having different haircuts. Or she something. has different haircuts. She looks different. And like the scene where the where the daughter gets captured they're like at the skating rink and they're like oh we love you um your mom's gonna go to work and i'm gonna take you home and the mom drives away and the dad drives away and then minutes later the mom is at a hotel where she works as a housekeeper and she's like hey what are you guys doing and i'm like hasn't it just been like two minutes since they saw each other so like the time time is so fluid in this movie that it doesn't make any sense and at the end, when they just rescue Rosario Dawson because they forgot they needed to wrap the movie up, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> like here's here's that plot point you were wondering about. Yeah. Um, hmm. So that's the captive. Okay. Uh, and I watched Upgrade, and so Upgrade, as I mentioned before, when I saw a preview for it, stars a guy who's not Tom Hardy. But is it the guy who is um, RoboCop, the new RoboCop guy? No, he doesn't look like Tom Hardy at all. What are you talking about? He's like a cheap Tom Hardy. How dare you? No, uh, no, I didn't just mess with you. Um, no, it's uh, a guy named Logan Marshall Green. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was in uh, Prometheus as not Tom Hardy, and. I think he was in some other movie in which he also, well, probably any movie he's in, he looks like not quite Tom Hardy. Um, he doesn't, he, he doesn't look quite like him. And he also does not have his acting chops. Uh-huh. Um, and it starts out with him working on a car and 
his wife comes home and you realize, oh, it's the future. Oh, I just looked this guy up. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. See, now you get it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's in the future and it's kind of in the future in a weird way where they seem to be surprised. It's the future. (laughs) Like he and his wife for the like five conversations they have, they're all about it being the future. And they're like, oh yeah, your car drives itself. Look at this weird future car. Isn't it strange that we're talking to a car? And I'm like, no, not for you. It's not. You're in the future. Right. <laughs> for me, it would be weird. For you, it's 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 the present. Um. So that's not really done that well. And there's some bad flirting to kind of show that they love each other because you can't just take for granted that they do. Um. And they can't just like you know hug each other when they get home and have it be clear they have to act like they're 15. Uh Um, And this is kind of the way a lot of the movie is, but I I don't want to give the wrong impression because I very, very much enjoyed this movie. Um, Oh, you liked it? It was a perfect follow-up for uh, Hardcore Henry. Oh, really? Although I would say, I I think I I would have liked to watch them in the opposite order. Like, if you were to watch Upgrade and just follow it up, like, immediately with Hardcore Henry, I think it'd be a pretty good, pretty good afternoon. Um, so, but I'll get to the action in a second. So, so he's the guy, I guess he's, he's working on a car for, uh, this other guy who's kind of like Elon Musk and he's this like super rich inventor guy. Uh And basically Elon Musk is like, Hey, look, I'm working on a microchip that controls things. Uh, and then, I don't know, like almost immediately after he and his wife get in a car accident and then people show up and kill them. Oh. Um, well, they kill her. They shoot him. And then fast forward a little bit and Elon Musk shows up and he's like, hey, guy, I know you're paralyzed. By the way, he got paralyzed. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's what I suggest. We put my microchip in your neck, and you can walk. And he does, Seems and like it works. Good idea. <laughs> but there are consequences. Oh no! And yeah, I know. Um, he he has the microchip, and it, when he gets home, it starts talking to him, and it's like, "Hey, dude!" And he's like, "Wait, who's that?" And then it's like, "It's me." Your microchip. (laughs) (laughs) Its name is stem, um, as in like stem cell. Okay. And um, so, and from there, you realize that this thing is pretty neat. And instead of just being able to help him walk, it's got like super control over his body. And you find out throughout the movie that there are people who have sort of cyborg implant type things. um, Because again, it's the future. And, um, but, but not everything looks like super futuristic. It's not like, it's not like you're watching a demolition man or something. Okay. Everything looks pretty much like it does now, except people have these things in them where they can kind of, they, like a few people have something going on in their eyes, some sort of optics. So while they're doing surgery on him, their eyes are like focusing and zooming in and stuff like that. Okay. And I'd say it's, it's done pretty well when they're not talking about it. Um, and so anyway, he, so his body starts doing stuff for him and he starts tracking down the killers of his wife and stem is just kicking ass. And when the action finally kicks in, it's probably about a half hour in. When it finally kicks in, for me, it was like the the first moment of it was like the first moment when I realized that the Matrix was awesome. Like I was like, "Oh, yeah, cool! I wanna I wanna hit something." <laughs> um, and and it's really interesting because in, I, see I, this guy, I'm probably gonna end up following his career because he's a bad actor, but he does some things really well, also. And in this movie, there are a couple moments where he's like upset and he does a really good job of looking upset. But then when he's fighting, it's really, really entertaining because the physics of it are really interesting because his, his body's doing all these crazy moves, but 
he looks like he's not putting any effort into it whatsoever. <laughs> and so it and it and it's not because STEM is doing everything for him. So the guy is basically in his body watching his body fight and it's done perfectly. Like at one point he's beating the shit out of a guy and he's like crying because he's like, What's going on? You know, like, what's, what's happening right now? Ah, stop. And like the guy's like he, once he's knocked him down, he's like, Please don't get up, please don't get up, just stay there, don't do anything. And the guy gets up and his body keeps doing stuff. Um and it's it's just it's fun. It's it, and the interaction with him and the computer is really fun. He's like, he has a knife. It's like we also have a knife, and he grabs a knife and he stabs him, and you're like, Oh, awesome. Um, and, and what I would say, the reason I say you should follow it up with Hardcore Henry is because there's a lot less of it in this. I think the action in this is way better than Hardcore Henry uh-huh. action. Um, but there's, it's, it's, it's definitely not a nonstop ride like, uh, like Hardcore Henry is. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. And not, not everything adds up either. Uh, when it comes to like the powers, like there's one point where the computer is basically drawing something with his hand. It, it, like he's like, "Oh, I didn't notice such and such," and it's like, "Here, I'll draw it for you." And then it draws it with his hand, and he's watching his hand draw. And again, his acting is pretty good in these moments where he's watching stuff happen. Like, what the heck? Uh, and then it, and then instead of like knowing what it drew. It's like, now look at the paper and I can read it to you. I'm like, why would you need to do that? You were able to draw it. Right. So, so there are little things that don't seem to quite add up. And when it comes to other people's powers, it's a little bit like that too. Um, but it's, it's so much fun. Really? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's really a lot of fun. Um, and it definitely has a bit more, a bit more story than uh, Hardcore Henry. Um, and, and sorry to, to keep making the comparison. Listeners, we just watched Hardcore Henry like last week. And if you do see both the movies, I think even if you just saw them within the same year, you'd probably end up comparing them a bit. Okay. Um, and, and some of it's like over the top too. Like people have guns in their arms and things like that. So it's, it's, it's fun when it comes to just like the powers that people have and sort of the powers he has. Um, and when it all kind of is coming together, there are some things where you're like, man, this is wrapping up a little silly and it's a little over the top. And then there's one moment where you're like, wait, this movie was a cop out. The whole thing's just a big cop out. And then you're like, Oh wait, no, it's not. It actually, and then, and things kind of take a couple turns here and then you go, Oh, okay. Uh, and, walking away from it completely satisfied oh that's great. uh yeah and well you know and here's one other thing and this isn't the sort of thing that usually does a lot for me so for someone like you it might even you might even enjoy it more but like the colors in this movie uh it's not every scene that there's some sort of amazing color stuff going on but i don't usually notice colors and there are a handful of times where i'm like man i'm really like my eyeballs are enjoying this a lot Okay, so so I, I would give a pretty pretty solid recommend for upgrade. Okay, don't watch it as a I'm going to watch this great mystery movie with a lot of uh, investigation. You know, like uh, like like the captive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but definitely check it out if you can. I think it was uh, like six bucks through Amazon to watch the high definition. Um, which was probably worth it. You know, it's like a dollar more than the standard def. Uh-huh. So, uh, so there you go. Upgrade. Right. Check Great. it out. Uh, I definitely want to see it. Um, that was one of the things I was actually going to watch this week. Uh, but then the Instagram came through with movies to watch. And so then I sat through gummo. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks sunshine podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, I probably got the name wrong. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's going to be it for the show. We're running, we're running uh, up against the wall here. Uh, anything to plug, Matt? Uh, no, I really don't have anything this week. Uh, Gummo was recommended to us by the Weird and Wonderful World podcast. So check check them out. They they recommend movies. 
to us. Um, I wonder if that's the kind of stuff they're watching most of the time. I'll have to that. They said it was pretty weird. Um, uh, a new Eminem had an album come out today, apparently. So that's exciting. Listen, listen to a new Eminem album. Um, yeah, I guess uh, other than that, I guess that's the end of the show. Um, so, if, <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Peace out.